Hello and good day to our school community. This is Dr. James Cation, Superintendent of the Briarcliff Manor School District, and your host for today's Supercast, where we engage in interesting conversations with interesting people from around the school district and throughout the region. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Okay, so I'm here with uh, three distinguished coaches and an athlete, well, actually, yeah, three distinguished coaches and an athletic director here today. Uh, athletic director, Mr. Chris Desopoulos, uh, and coach, uh, Mr. Rob Higgle, and coach, Mr. Skip Stevens. And welcome to the show today. Thank you. And so I'd like to start um, our conversation by asking you how and when you got involved uh, with coaching. And I'll start with you, uh, athletic director, Chris Desopoulos. So I was, um, I started coaching, I was 22 years old, right out of college, um, and at Manhattanville College. I coached the JV team at Manhattanville College and I with the varsity team. So that was uh, quite an experience for me. Um, I thought I knew um, everything. And fast forward, fast forward 27 years later, um, I didn't know much at all. But it was a great experience, great way to start my educational career. So my first coaching job was actually was a middle school. I coached the middle school team first, then at Manhattanville College during the JV team, but it was it was an eye-opening experience, which I'll never forget. Mr. Hagel? Um, yeah, I think I've, you know, I've been coaching as far back as I can remember, whether it be, you know, umpiring Little League and being involved with youth sports forever, um, which obviously landed me where I am now. But my first official paying job would have been coaching, uh, I want to say JV football at the Hackley School. And, you know, June of 2009, right after I graduated college, um, I was there for a brief stint, only a couple of weeks before I landed um, a teaching job at Irvington High School. Um, so I quickly made the pivot from Tarrytown to Irvington. And then I coached football and uh, baseball at Mechanical Hills as well, actually, back in the day. So, Coach Stevens, you are considered one of the senior statesmen in coaching, uh, and you have a, a wealth of experience. So when did you get your start in coaching? I started right out of high school. I was 19 years old, uh, right at high school. A coach asked me if I would volunteer assist. I knew I wanted to coach when I was in high school, so I started at Reinick High School back in 1985, um, and then they gave me the freshman basketball job that same year. So while I was in school, in college, I was also coaching at Reinick High School starting back in um way, way back then, and then progressively moved on to a few other schools to where I am now and love in Briarcliff. What would you do, and how would you describe the coaching philosophy here in Briarcliff? And I'll start again with you, Chris. Um, it definitely has evolved um, over time, right? So I think co the coaching philosophy, just the positing, positive, to provide a positive, empowering environment um, and philosophy changes from the modified to the junior varsity to the var from the junior varsity to the varsity. So, um, you know, it's uh, I think interscholastic athletics is an extension of the classroom in so many ways. But you need to have a philosophy for the middle school kids. Um, it's the first time um, some of them are playing a sport, right? So you're trying to collaborate with with each coach in each level um, to prepare and with their skills, which maybe they haven't picked up earlier um, in their careers. So sometimes they have not, haven't played the sport before, so you have to be flexible with that. Then you move on to the junior varsity slash ninth grade slash junior varsity, a little more competitive, a little more travel time. Practices are longer um, compared to the modified. The modifieds are right after school, and you have to be with the JVs, and it could be right after school, sometimes a little bit later. Um, who's, a, who's a teacher coach? Who's not? And the varsity is the EP portion of our program. 
um, which um, you know, which is is becomes uh, a big, big commitment um, from the first day of the season to the end of the season and any off-season workouts which they will have with their coaching staffs, et cetera. So I think it's ever-evolving um, or ever-changing, um, but I think we have definitely are heading in the right direction and under your stewardship, and, and we have one of the be- best coaches around um, in Section 1, um, and they, they've, they've all bought in. It's, it's made uh, my life a lot easier. Coach Eagle. Yeah, I think, um, you know, honestly, it, it varies per level. Uh, like Coach Drusopoulos was just mentioning, um, I've had the opportunity to coach at every single level, uh, modified freshman, JV, and varsity. Um, believe it or not, I actually prefer the modified level the most because I think it's much more teaching, like the basics and the fundamentals of the games and things of that nature, which is kind of, I think, why most coaches got into um, the coaching realm. Um there are, there are times where you get the competitive juices flowing and you have that those moments where, you know, it's on the sideline. And you, it, it's tough to, to blend those two together sometimes. But I think the, the reality is you're trying to create a positive experience for all your student-athletes, no matter the skill level, um, where they're, you know, encouraged to, you know, step outside their comfort zone, find that growth, and, um, you know, be a good contributing team member. Okay, great. Skip? Yeah, I think it's a welcoming philosophy. We try to welcome everybody into our programs, whether they're a first-year novice or, you know, when they started out when they were little. Uh, I think when we bring them into, you know, our little piece of the world, um, for lack of a better term, we try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. And then I think the synergy between the coaches, the athletic department, the lower levels, the higher levels, the input from the community, I think that's where, where one of our strong points are. And I think we... Try to let everybody know that we want to communicate with everybody, but we have certain standards that both in the classroom in the, and also in the uh, community that we're going to live up to. But I think the overall philosophy is just welcoming, working hard, and being together. And, and to add what Coach Steve, we, it's a, we have a, uh, an incredible collaborative piece, right, um, from the rec up, up to our varsity and JV programs. I think collaborative piece and Coach at the communication piece are, 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 both, are both paramount. All right. So collaboration. It's not just coaching, but it's it's parents, it's the it's the town, it's the, community, it's the park and yeah. rec department. Yeah. All our it's, stakeholders, yeah. It's our coaches point. communicating among each other, um, along the continuum of each sport. Yeah, and I think it's you know, it's it's Briarcliff Athletics. It's not, you know, Briarcliff, you know, I don't use any sports, but it's it's Briarcliff Athletics and it, that's definitely um one of the great prides we could take. Um and when you and I started together 24, 25 years ago, it's definitely got much better. It's Briarcliff Athletics now, true and true. And, you know, you know we, we laugh about it, but it is, it is, you know, blue and orange you know, all the way. So it's, it's great to see. Great. So there's a lot of pride there. A lot of pride. So you talked a little bit earlier about it becomes more competitive as you get to the varsity level. How do you balance uh, that sort of competitive, anxiety-producing uh, nature of varsity sports with the joy of being involved? You know, I mean, I'm looking at my, my own children, you know, 10 and 8 years old, um, and I see the, the competitiveness in the, in the travel programs at that early age, right? Um, some are ready for it, um, and some are not. Um, but however, you know, schools are a lot different than the travel programs, right? So we're education-based. So um, you have some of our constituents a little nervous. The first time they're trying to support, like Coach said, we're, we're as inclusive as they come. Um, and you have a lot of those conversations. Um, and with the modified level, but again, it's right after school. And like coach said, we're lucky enough that we have former, you know, varsity coaches who are coaching our modified teams. That's, that's a score, 
right? Especially having someone like Coach Higgle. Um, and some other of the modified coaches. Then as you advance to junior varsity level and flash level, a little more competitive, a lot more competitive. Um, and that's definitely um, explained uh, and communicated with our um, parents in our preseason meetings. Um, in the varsity program, it's, it's you know, a lot. We have about 12 of our seniors are going to play um, collegiate athletics at Division One, Two, or Three levels. Some of those aspirations. Um, some, you know, some just want to play a varsity sport to be part of it, right? Which is, which is fine as well. So I think that we've definitely progressed and evolved in our philosophy when it comes to our different levels. And you know what? A lot of the, co the coaches have bought in as well. Um, so it's the conversations we have in our preseason meetings, post meetings and what we do. And I think it's, it's been a pretty smooth transition and that's also articulated with our community. So you need to be more committed as you get older, but the level of commitment varies based on really where the kids want to take the effort. And, and, and and I think unlike most schools, um, you need that balance of communicating with the, the music and the arts and mm -hmm. um, extra um, curricular activities. So it's that fine balance. We all do. I think we've done the best job ever and under you know, with Principal Blank and Goldberg you know, communicating with, with their teachers and what their expectations are in schools. There's no surprises. So we have the calendar out this, with, with the, which the coaches get. And this is what the students have from you know, September till June. So I think it'll make it a lot easier for our student athletes. One of the statistics I found most impressive, I mean, there's league championships and section championships and state championships, Con Ed Award winners and all sorts of accolades that your student, all Americans, all, all sorts of accolades that your students are receiving. But the, the statistic that I found most impressive is the fact that more than 90% of our students are involved in one team or another. Yeah. Um, can you talk to me about why that's important and why that might be? I mean, I think it's uh, both of, you know, Assistant Superintendent Brocado and, and your support and the Board of Education. We have about 65 teams, right? There's a lot of offerings for our children. Most other schools do not have. So I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for that. Um, so looking at the spring alone, um, we have almost, we have almost close to 400 students playing a sport in the springtime, right? Which, which is incredible. Um, and I, th I think I think a lot. I think, or I know. I don't think I know that they feel and the parents feel really proud of our program. I, I talk a lot of our uh, younger families in the second and third and fourth grade, and we're working collaboratively with that piece. I mean, with some of our groups at the end of the week, right? So I think it's it's a great statistic. But again, I think they want to play for Coach Stevens, or they want to play for Coach Hegel, or they want to play for some of our coaches. So I think we have uh, our coaches are the quintessential role models which the kids want to play for and um and they've 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 told us that many many times right so yeah. it's about role modeling and relationships the relation it's really it's about it's about positive relationships that's yeah. great yeah now skip I, I alluded to earlier the fact that uh you have been coaching for a long time what made you come to briarcliff and can you describe your experience coaching in briarcliff compared to some of the other places that you've worked yeah this, this might be a long story but i i first came to briarcliff because i helped coach Pollock, the athletic director at Alexander Hamilton, with his financials for his merge. He wanted to know how much things, and I had known him since he was a younger man um, when he was going to high school. And then when I left White Plains, I was going to take some time off. He called me immediately and he said, well, would you like to come to Brockcliffe Hamilton and be an assistant? He, he, he goes, you helped us. You know, I think you'd have a good opportunity. Your bridge, you know, take some time, take a step back. Um, and I sat with Coach. And coach, we were at a restaurant and we had just a great talk and we felt very, very comfortable with each other. 
And when I came up, I just felt great. I thought it was a great experience, one of the better decisions I made in my coaching um, career. And that's how I got to Briarcliff. Then the following year, um, the head coach decided to step down here at Briarcliff and, you know, and coach came to me, coach Topsis came to me and called to coach Pollock and said, why don't you just stay aboard? And then um, we were blessed too, because that's when we got Rob back. And ever since then, things have just been flowing very, very well. It's a very, very good place to coach. You get a ton of support, not only from the athletic director, other coaches, administration, parents. Um, you know, I, I can only talk about football. Our football parents are great. They really are. They do a great job giving team meals and things like that and communication. So my experience here has been nothing but positive, nothing but positive. And we went from having 20 kids on the varsity our first year to having 45 last year in, in year six. So I think, you know, the everybody working together makes it feel comfortable for the coach. So the, it's been a really good experience for me. So and you're, you're describing the Briarcliff uh Hamilton football team. It's a, yes. So for those listening, it's a merged football, football merged team program. between two school districts who otherwise may have not been able to sustain a football program. Right. Can you talk to me about uh, what that means to kind of keep that Hamilton program going sure. and keep at the same time keeping the Briarcliff team going and what that might mean for all students yeah. involved? I mean, that was a big positive part of state, you know, coming up here as well. When they were talking about merge, that was something I've never been a part of. So when we, when I saw some of the flaws when I was an assistant my first year, to be able to get all these kids to start playing football, we started talking about um, ways to keep everybody happy. Parents down there, parents over here, because it is a 15-minute ride, you know, and it does take a lot of time for uh, for those young men to come up here. Or we go down there now once in a while. So um, to get the merge going, we're at a place now where we're getting – probably 30 kids, 35 kids from Alexander Hamilton every year and on both levels. And we're, we're getting, you know, the rest of our young men from uh, Briarcliff and the synergy between those two have been great. They call each other. They do things out of season. They do a bunch of stuff like that. So is it a hard work for coaches? Yes. Yeah. Cause you got to take into consideration both communities and timing and, doing this and dropping off and all that stuff, but it's well worth the extra work and it's well worth seeing the smiles on the kid's face when they're playing a sport. They probably wouldn't have an opportunity to play. Right. And there was a home opener in Hamilton uh, last, uh, this fall, yep. the first one in how many years? Since the mid eighties, probably their, their first home game since 1985, 1986. Um, and that shows their commitment. They, they, they took their facilities and made turf fields, and they lined it for football, hoping to have football back there one day. And, and all because of this merger, all because, because of the merge, of all the efforts of, of Coach Sopolis, of you, of the athletic director, Absolutely. Hamilton. Yeah, keeping and this I think thing it's, going. is it year ten? It's probably year ten coming up this year. And I, and I think the one thing is that there was the there was Alexander Hamilton's last regular season game, and all of our kids went down and watched. The basketball game, rather. So Brock Alex and all the kids went down and watched that game, which was actually it's really cool. Yeah. cool. yeah. It's a great relationship. Okay. All right. Uh, Coach Higgle, you are yes, a sir. Briarcliff High School graduate. Um, true. How has that experience informed you as a teacher and as a coach? Yeah. So, um, you know, I came to Briarcliff in the fall of 99 uh, from Botanico and graduated in the spring of 2003. Um, I think like, like most coaches and student-athletes, or former players, right? You had those positive people in your life, whether it be teachers. Um, you know, I happened to be lucky enough to 
you know, teacher as well, alongside of some of those people that I hold very in high regard. Um, but, you know, you have those positive experiences where, hey, I want to be like so-and-so. Um, you know, I want to treat, you know, my players like so-and-so treated me, right? Um, you also have those negative experiences that's part of life, whether it be teachers or coaches, where you're like, hey, I, when, I, when I'm in that role, when I'm behind the whistle, I don't want to be like so-and-so. Um, so you take the good with the bad and you, you kind of blend and you grow. I've obviously changed a lot, I think, from, <clears throat> you know, 20, uh, you know, 2007 or 2008 for my first year's coaching to where I am now. Um, it definitely pivoted a lot. But I think the fact of, you know, I've always been coming back to Briarcliff, whether it be, you know, Briarcliff Pleasantville Games, whether it be, um, you know, the baseball program that we've always done so well with, you know, football. Um, you know, when we were here was always on the rise and now we're kind of coming back up, which I think is great because sports are cyclical, right? And these kids kind of forget like, you know, so-and-so is so good. Well, you know, we were so good. Like, why can't you be so good, you know? Um, so, so trying to instill, the, you know, that empowerment in these young men and, you know, these young ladies, um, I think is so important. But the best part about athletics has nothing to do with the sports, right? It's all about the camaraderie and the relationships you build. Coach D was talking about, you know, positive relationships. It's a lot of what I focus my teaching on and my and my coaching. Like, for example, I, had a, I was at a 70th surprise birthday party on Saturday night, and it was me and, you know, four other, five other, six other Briarcliff alumni with their kids running wild all over the place, right? So that's where, like, we still talk about those times. We still talk about those games. Um, so you have those, those experiences here and they don't go anywhere. And then, you know, it's kind of weird, like, you know, walk in the hall still and, you know, be remembering those times and stuff like that. But I think it's also, um, something that was really important, special to me. And I hope that I can kind of spin that around and give it to these kids that are coming up, you know, throughout the program from, you know, the kindergarten level all the way through you know, the graduating seniors. And actually I have a picture of one of my first, I coached JV boys basketball. I think it was Rob's uh, freshman year. And I have a, a picture of us on on uh, on my bulletin board. So not only did the are the students athletes of Briarcliff um, so mesmerized by that in our state championship run, so are my own kids. <laughs> so they see Rob is that Coach Higgles. So it's uh, that's those are probably the greatest memories I ever had when I first met Rob, and now how our relationship has 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 developed from um, you know from you know coach to to student now to to being dear friends right yeah. so it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful it's been a beautiful experience yeah so yeah, yeah. i must i must i must just interject that you're referring to rob being a part of a state championship finalist football, football team. team and quarterback yeah. and and those who don't know rob was probably one of the all-time leading um passers right um, you know yards pass many many moons ago yeah, he was I, think athlete, just, yeah. I think it was just i think about <laughs> four or five years ago by rye quarterback but he had a he had a tremendous high school and collegiate career Thank you. So uh, let me go back to you, Skip. Uh, what metrics do you use to define success? Well, you know, it's hard to say. It, it really is because each year becomes different and the personalities that you have with your teams. Um, so I, I look at a successful program. Is everybody having a good experience? Coaches all the way down to the players. Try to take a daily evaluation of what's going on and then move from there. How was practice that day? Was it a positive experience? Did we get better? Did we get better on the field? Um, talking to them about their academics. We constantly talk about academics. So seeing that everybody's doing what they need to do. Another successful part of being having a nice program is are your kids having any issues off the field? If you are having issues off the field, is there anything that we can do 
to help out. You know, we've had a couple experiences over the last couple of years where we were able to help some people mend some relationships at home. And that's successful. So I don't think putting an umbrella over a successful team program um, or all that stuff, I think you have to build that yourself year by year. But overall, my definition is a successful program. Is our program growing? Is everybody having a positive experience? And is everybody doing what they need to do to develop as a person as they move to the next level? Great. So you have you have team goals, but you also have individual goals. Absolutely. 100%. Great. 100%. Coach Eagle? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, success is, you know, is a tough term. I think nowadays, too, where, you know, I look at the fact of positive relationships, you know, picking picking each other up, never putting each other down and stuff like it's, it sounds funny, but it's like elementary stuff that I talk about with my kids at Todd. And I'm like, you're bringing up here. And like, sometimes throughout that growth, the kids forget like how important it is to be a good, you know, contributing team member and like, you know, being there for each other, right? Like, you know, you alluded to the merge uh, between Alexander Hamilton and, you know, Briarcliff. It's, you know, something for me, like, I'm like, wait, what? You know, like, like it wasn't a thing for us that we're like, the numbers were always a little bit lower, but we always played and we did what we had to do to get it done. But like, it is a really positive because you have, you know, students from, you know, different campuses, different backgrounds, so on and so forth that come together and kind of put together, you know, the red bears or whatever you want to call us. We go back and forth and different uniforms and things like that. But it's really about, um, you know, what these kids are doing, right? Like we, we've done it. Like I played and yeah, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But like, you know, you can't do that anymore. Your success doesn't really mean anything. It's what are the kids doing and how are you helping them find their own success? But, you know, like I think Coach hit the nail on the head. It's not about wins and losses. I mean, on the varsity level, do you want to win championships? Do you want to win state championships? Yeah, absolutely. But that's not always going to be the case. Um, so what are you doing to raise young men? I think that's what for any type of football coach is going to tell you that's really about, you know, not the X's and O's, it's the Giants and the Joes. So, you know, for for me, um, a lot of times I'm there um, the last game of the season, right? Then if you win, it'll be a state championship, right? But oftentimes it's either a loss in a sectional playoff game or a sectional championship or state tournament game. But there's one particular discipline, um, which I was there at a playoff game and maybe wouldn't have the greatest regular season. Um, but however, they competed every game uh, through injuries um, and then the game, they're all crying on the field, uh, how much they love the sport, how much they love their coaches, how much they love their school. Um, and we had to tell them to leave because <laughs> the other school wanted us to go, right? Um, so I think that's the me metrics, and I think they both alluded to it. It's not the wins and losses, which, which are great. But however, it's, it's the experiences they have at the end of the season, right? Um, and, you know, we have a lot of these these sailing conversations with our student athletes and they all feel that way. And then I've observed, you know, coaches last regular season game when they played Byram Hills and I couldn't get over um, how much those kids and coaches really truly care about one another um, and how they feel about one another. And that carries over when you see the alumni coming back, how the alumni come back to a lot of our games and how they felt about the experiences they had here. So for me, that's the metrics, right? Um, for a successful season is how they feel about the program, their coaches, their community, and when they come back and during the homecoming, so that's that's uh, that's pretty important for 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 me to earn a successful program and season. So, so it sounds like it's and I, and, and you know, correct me if maybe I'm, I'm misspeaking, but it sounds like it's the trust that they create among each other and with their coaches, 
It's the confidence that they feel when, you know, they're able to overcome and, and grow and improve individually and as a team. And it's about the agency they have in terms of being able to overcome their obstacles or meet their goals. And it sounds like the lessons that you are most interested in are life lessons uh, when they're out there on the athletic fields. Does that ring true with you? Yeah. And then to personal relationships they, they've, they've, uh, they've built and build. And, and you have a shy, you know, young, young student athlete and how they evolve over the course of a season, how they feel about themselves, right? And the inclusiveness. A lot of smaller schools, sometimes you have freshmen and, and, and sophomores playing in a varsity and, and how the seniors and, and the coaches make them feel assimilated to the program, So, which, which is critical. And what do you look for when, in, a, in a team captain? Me personally, I look for a couple things. One, how do they carry themselves? You know, do people respond to them either verbally, non-verbally, by their actions, non-actions? Um, do they work hard? Are they one of the harder workers that are out there? Um, do they do well off the field as well as on the field? Um, are they respectful? not only to their teammates, but to anybody they come in contact with. Do they carry themselves in a way that you would like to see your son or somebody like that carry themselves? Those are the things that I look for. Um, we do things some kind of differently here. Sometimes we'll vote for a captain. Sometimes the coaches will decide who the captains are going to be for the next year. And what we instituted a few years ago, we'll do a captain of the week. So as somebody's improving and maybe showing more leadership ability, they'll get an opportunity to get in front of the line and help out and do everything that a captain does. And um, I found that that's also very empowering. It's empowering because you, you find kids that sometimes can't speak, but they do everything through their actions and people start following the way they do things. So uh, captains, again, like, you know, some of the questions that you've asked us has evolved over the years where some people had the same matrix. Oh, it's going to be a senior. It's this guy that does this. It's this person that does that. Now it's somebody that really is putting themselves out there, making themselves vulnerable, but at the same token, being very confident in their ability on and off the field. Great. Coach Eagle. Yeah. I would say it's few and far between where it's like the best player. Right. I think that's really not the case. And if it is the case, I think that it's awesome when you have those worlds collide. Um, but I think something that's that coach Skip just said or that, Watching the kids progress, right? I can think of one kid we had as a freshman who was a knucklehead, like, but supremely talented. And it's like you watch that growth and, like, he wasn't getting a lot of time and this, that, and the other. He was kind of a little angry, a little upset. But he's 14 years old, you know, you know, 14, 15 years old. And you see that maturity and, oh, it's coming. Uh-oh. Now, now the worlds are colliding. And that's where, um, you know, those things are so great to see. But I think it has, you know, has very little to do with your athletic ability, right? It's like, how do you, you know, I think I would say like, you know, if, if you had a daughter, you want him dating your daughter or something along those lines. Um, so captainship, I think it's great. Um, it's also something that's, you know, it's, you know, heavy as a crown. Like if, you, if you're a captain, you got to carry yourself a certain type of way. And, you know, being a, you know, a good friend is hard for some kids to do with some of their peers, I think too, which is difficult. Um, but it's someone who I think that, as a coach, you hope you know that they're able to carry that load. Um, sometimes that might not be the case, but you know, you you deal with that if the you know if that arises. But um, I think it's you know less about your athletic ability and more about your 
your personality, how you carry yourself, how you wear, you know, the blue and orange, what you do in the classroom. It's all the off-field stuff for me personally compared to the on-field or on the court. I guess I agree with both Coach Higgle and Stevens, but I guess my, I guess with my role, it's a little bit different. What do, you know, how do I help guide um, who the captains are? Um, you know, for the springtime, we send a questionnaire out. It's kind of like a, like a job interview. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a really important job, um, um, in terms of who they're going to hire as they're uh, going to nominate as their captains. Right. So, um, uh, I think I've tried to, I've tried, I'm trying to do a better job trying to spearhead that, um, making sure we have the great captains. So we, as an athletic pro, we have a captain's council, which we speak with the captains, try to do once a month. And I'm quite proud that we have, uh, five of our captains are going to, um, are going to represent NISFA um, at the state conference next week. So I was up at uh, I was at, I was up at Albany on on uh, on Friday and Saturday, and uh, one of the state representatives was so impressed with all of our student athletes who applied for this position. Uh, we had about twenty two or twenty five, which are all worthy of of being part of the NISFA athletic council, but they're part of our captains here. So it's I think we've done a better job. Um, with our process, not only here at our Briarcliff School District with our coaches, but also now at the state level, recognizing what incredible captains we have. So that's pretty impressive for a small school district like Briarcliff, not only to have uh, five representatives, but qualified candidate, 20-something qualified candidates uh, vying for the, the position. Um, and, those, and, those, and those student athletes, not that they're, they're now our, they're our captains for our school. Right. So, right. so it's, it's, it's incredible. When, when she said that to me, should I talk to you? I'm like, oh boy, what's, what's going on? But she was quite complimentary of our school district and, and representation. So that's great. Yeah. Talk to me about a, a lesson that you might give in one of your uh, captain's council meetings. I, it's what can I do better? Right. When I meet with them is what can I do better as an athletic director? Um, I think that's what I do ask them. What can I do better to make the, the school better? Um, the programs better? So they have an opportunity to give you feedback in terms sure. of improving the program. So you're really getting that 365 degree. Yeah, that's important for me. 360 right? yeah. degree. <laughs> yeah, degree. Yeah. So that's that's when I met with them uh, to close out the the fall season. I'll do the winter now. What can I do to do better? Now I also have questionnaires for the seniors. You know, what can I do to get better for our athletic program? And um, some answers, some don't. But everything's been quite positive. Um, they, they, they speak glowingly. Now, but you're both here about Coach Stevens and 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 Coach Higgle and most of their coaches. So, which is which, really encouraging. Great, thank you for that. Um, is there a favorite Briarcliff athletics moment that you'd like to share? And I'll start with you, uh, Athletic Director. Well, I'm a, they're all they're all incredible. Uh, they're all incredible. But the one I do remember, they're all incredible. Community, they're all incredible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you and I went to um, the state. Boys lacrosse um, semifinal was, and it was drenching. It was rain. It was rain. It was pouring, pouring rain, and I was drenched. I was wearing a raincoat. I was drenched, right? So, um, and you have to you know, feel uncomfortable, right? And then I think it was when we, we had our back to school superintendents conference. You had that that picture um, <laughs> on on the and that board. But we've had incre so many, many incredible memories together yeah. from. The snowstorms up at Cortland, um, yeah. going up there. Um, you and I going back and forth for the baseball tournaments, and um, how we got we got home from Cortland about two and a half hours. Um, but it was, I think a lot of the experiences that we shared together um, are quite memorable for me. 
with uh, with also with our community members. So there's so many, but the one I do remember is the picture you you, you posted on uh, the back to school, the superintendent's conference. That, that was a miserable <laughs> evening, physically <laughs> speaking, but emotionally, yeah. I agree with you. That was a, a moment when our lacrosse team really, our, our boys lacrosse team, um, was put on the map in terms of uh, winning that game, moving on to the states, and for the first time in in uh, district history. And I was also what the the kids had their prom the next day, so right. I was I want, I want to make sure that game got in. So that was so it was it was it was it was two prong, I guess. So that, I do remember that many of them. We have, we had we have many many incredible memories. I mean, the one time when Rob was playing football, I went I went back and forth to Syracuse with the cheerleaders, right? Um, now that's the way the cheerleading program is right now. So. Um, so I was back and forth about four hours up there. Another five back was with snow, and so it's so many, it's so many memories. I mean, we won uh, the that bowl championship that one time. We beat Albertus Magnus, and um, you know, just coming back from COVID, was it right around yeah, that time? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a spring season two or four, whatever it was, and and that's the first time I saw the, all, the whole community come out for an event. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, there's so many of them, right? So many of them. So that's just, just a couple of them that come to mind. Coach Higgle, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I can go back and forth. Obviously, I think, you know, mine as a player, I would say beating Pleasantville in the sectional finals at, uh, at Mayapak, um, after losing the year before, uh, to Edgemont. With a broken finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, as a player, I would definitely be that, you know, the baseball, we were just, you know, supremely talented and, and and lucky to you know win three sections as a player as well but i think um you know as a coach for me you know you're talking about the the going undefeated in the covid spring season i think that was probably our best group um i wish we had them for a whole season and and, and didn't lose out for that but um i'd also have to go with the fact of my first year back here i was the jb basketball coach and i was able to ride the bench with uh coach moffitt and coach friedman um you know it was i guess it was a semifinal we lost um, but that 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 just watching that you know greatness and and seeing the excitement through the community and and the parents from the other side of it for me because I didn't get to really it was awesome as a player don't get me wrong but you don't really realize what's happening when you're in it um, and then it ends like before you know it which is difficult and that's why I think the best part about one coming back home to be able to coach and and be a big part of the community like I like to think that I am um, you know for a multitude of reasons it is great to see that you're passing it on to the kids that. They're gonna, they don't realize it now, but, you know, 20 years down the road when they're calling you, you're going to, you know, weddings or whatever the case is. That's what's, you know, what it's really about for us as a, you know, as a coach and as, as, as an educator, excuse me. That's great. Skip? Mine is not one moment. It's the, it's the shortened COVID season. Every, everything came together in Briarcliff. I, I thought um, Coach did a great job with our, our, our athletic trainer at the time, putting protocols together to get us out there. Um, the kids really rallied around each other, even though we also got quarantined for a while. Yeah, um, every player played every game. It wasn't a lot of games, but every game. And, yeah, we had success on the field. But all those other things, I think, made that a moment where I, I may be getting goosebumps thinking about it now. The adversity that we all had to go through that particular, we had to buy special masks for the helmets. I mean, just everything that went on that season. It's not a moment, but a season. And a funny moment is when our athletic director knocked me over. 
you know, <laughs> this year when he knocked me over and on the sideline. I don't know. I was getting got, ready to. You got too you know, excited. I was getting that... ready to, you know, find my lawyer. And I don't know. <laughs> it was like, but that was also a, a really great moment um, because the the jubilation from everybody that particular day was, was a lot of great. Was a great time too. But it's that definitely that COVID shortened spring season. Yeah. Skip, if you didn't fill out the required paperwork, I, I, you know, the statute over. of limitations is <laughs> over. Yeah, there you go. It, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on film. And just, just real briefly to to wrap it up, you know, what 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 do you hope um, your students will take away from the experience of playing for you in terms of life lessons? What are the more more important things that you hope they will take away? One hard work, um, dedication to the people around them. And also just being good people on, off the field, in whatever they do the rest of their lives. You know, if they go for a job interview, be the best person you could be when you walk in. I say, I always say to them, and I might say it more times than not, and it's corny, good things happen to good people. And everybody in this room, everybody in this huddle, everybody on this field is a great person. Yeah, I would have to say that, you know, I I would want them to take away they know that they're cared for and that, you know, we love them, right? I think it's it's uh, a movement, this progressive coaching or whatever is happening nowadays. I think it's something that uh, wasn't really around as much or it wasn't as, um, didn't happen as often, right? It was more old school, which there, I think there's part for that too. But I think the the best part about it is, right, you know, like it's it, it's a lifelong experience, right? It doesn't stop for graduation. You know, like it's, it's corny and it's, it's whatever, blue and orange. It's once a bear, always a bear. Um, I'm actually living it, which is which is kind of, you know, mind-blowing. But I, I think it's great where they understand that when they get older, that we cared about them, we loved them, right? Great. Thank you, Coach. Coach D. Well, I, I think my philosophy's changed with this love. I think what's important for, for us, use the right part, us, is um, relationships is really important for me. Um, and us building relationships, positive relationships, um, and have an open door um, for our student athletes. Um, a lot of times, when they don't want to talk, or sometimes they something's bothering them, or um, things they need help with, right? So I think it's it's having an open door and and building relationships uh, and feeling comfortable coming to the, to our office and speaking to their coaches. And I think a lot more now. It's a positive. It's it's a a uh, great thing for the coach that they feel come to go and talk to the coaches now, which is really important, right? So, um, but I think it's, I think again, I, and I've spoken to many of our, our counterparts and um, and the one, you know, the question we have is, you know, the, the lack of coaches and, and officials, but the one thing that we've created the culture here and and with Coach Stevens and and Higgle and Assistant Superintendent Brooklyn, you um, super cases, we have a positive, we have a culture that people want to be a part of and uh, and I'm, it's, it's a privilege for me to, to be part of this culture. And, and thank you very much. Great. And thank you very much, Coach D, Coach Higgle, and Coach Stevens. I really enjoyed this conversation. And, you know, I appreciate all that you've uh, done for the Brackville Mentor School District. And thank you for today's conversation. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Dr. K. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supercast. And remember, it takes all of us working together to raise healthy kids.